will increase your efficiency 20% if you learn to do the tough things first, the ones you don't want to do. Ray Zinn now imparts his management philosophy in Tough Things First. In this series, Zinn covers it all from the essence of human happiness. If you're going to make it a consistent practice of working Saturdays just because you think you've got to work 80 hours a week to be successful, you're, you're just flat out wrong. To the downside of venture capital. People said, well, don't sweat the small things. Well, I guarantee if you don't sweat the small things, the big things are going to become a mess. And the essence of entrepreneurial discipline. Don't want to wait until you jump off the cliff to grab a parachute. Now here's Ray Zinn, Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO. I'm Rob Artigo, your guest host for this edition of the Tough Things First podcast. I'm a writer and investigator in California. Here with me is Ray Zinn, the longest-serving CEO in Silicon Valley and author of Tough Things First. Hello, Ray. Hello, Rob, and all of our audience out there. Thank you for joining us. Well, you know, as, uh, as a writer, the subject of copyright comes up, you know, something that's copyrighted, and, the, and plagiarism has been in the news a lot yes. lately, and defining, yeah. defining what plagiarism is. And uh, I wonder, you know, when I'm looking at AI, where does AI get its content? If, it's, if, I, have a, if I create an AI-generated article... Apparently, it can't be copyrighted, but well, where, AI, does the, where does AI, the material come from? Yeah, well, AI is a, is a, is a really a, kind of a, a buzzword that it's getting a lot of press. There's, there's a lot of concern about it. There's uh, just, just the other day, uh, um, the government was getting concerned about AI chips going into China, uh, and they've had to modify the, the, you know, the capability of the AI chip kind of kind of like what we do when, when we're talking about, you know, a, a, a GPS, um, you know, the military can, they have GPS that goes down to you know, a couple of two or three feet. Then, then you have, you know, then you have the commercial GPS, which is good to, you know, maybe a hundred feet. And then you get, you know, the, you know, the, the non, you know, anybody can have it, which is maybe good to a quarter mile kind of thing. So uh, GPS is all controlled by the government. In other words, they, they say what the standard is. Uh, AI is the same way. Artificial intelligence is very similar to, to, to global positioning satellite or GPS. Uh, and it's, it's all con is controlled or quote, quote, controlled by the, by the government. And it's, it's, and it's all uh, created by uh, uh, semiconductor chips and software. That, that really defines what the capability of AI is. So there's all different levels of AI, just like they are in GPS. Depending, again, which level of, of AI you're using will depend upon uh, what, you, what you can uh, legally copyright and, 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 and call your own and what you cannot. You know, we got to be careful about what level we're talking about. So at a high level where you're not giving any input at all, you can't copyright that uh, because it's all generated by something else. And then the fact that, that the program plagiarizes, it goes out into the, into the ether and, and grabs all these different articles. And then it, it, it then, you know, changing some swapping words around and paragraphs around and so forth. So it doesn't look like it's a direct copy. They they create what you want. They they'll write an article for you, and you can you can actually buy right now, uh, or pay for an article to be created that you had no input whatsoever on. You just paid some money to have it done, whether it be a you know a newsletter or whether it be a, a 
uh, a press release or or a happy birthday card or all those are quote quote AI. I mean they're they're artificially created, meaning you 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 didn't do it yourself. So when we talk about AI, it's just a buzzword. I mean it's just something that was created that you had no input, whether it be mimicking your voice, whether it be mimicking your face, whether it be mimicking your company or whatever, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's like a parrot, it's mimicking, you know, but you can make it sound very real. Uh, in fact, you know, if you go right now and, and, and try to create a, uh, a voice created email, then it, it, it asks for samples. In other words, it, it, it asks you to repeat in your voice and, and in a certain paragraph so that it can mimic the way you do it. And, and so it, it sounds like, you know, they can recognize voice recognition as you would. It can recognize who you are. The fact that I was actually surprised to find out that you can't copyright uh, something from that you generate by AI. The article that I'm looking at here is actually from wired.com and, and uh, they have a picture that some, a, a, that looks like, it looks like classic oil on canvas painting. It's this beautiful, big, you know, epic looking picture. And uh, this image looks like a painting. It's wonderful, beautiful piece of art. And uh, it's an award-winning piece of art. And yet um, we could take this and put this on toughthingsfirst.com and not have to worry about violating anybody's copyright. We wouldn't even have to ask permission. We could just throw it up there and use it. Well, it's kind of like paint by number, like uh, Hunter Biden, you know. Yeah, you just. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just uh, you know, you're just filling in the, you, it, dealt, it shows you what paint to use and you just dob it in that, in, in that uh, perimeter of uh, where it says number one, number two, three, four, five, whatever. And then you're, you, you create the painting that way, but it's, it, that's, that's artificial. In other words, there's no way that, uh, that you could copyright that um, because it was, it was artificially done, whether, whether it's paint by number or whether it was done by a computer. Uh, so, I mean, you can, you, you know, you can, you can create with, with, this, with software, you can actually make yourself look beautiful by doing, uh, uh, I just went kind of brain dead for a second. Uh, uh, what is that? How you can like clear brushing or, or uh, What's masking? That? No, there's, 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 there's a term for it anyway. Uh, in, in photos, you can Photoshop, but that's it. Okay, right. You can Photoshop yourself. You can Photoshop yourself with muscles and, you know, and, and with darker eyebrows and darker hair. And you know, like me, I could use darker hair, but, uh, you know, uh, you could you, you can make yourself look like anything you want. Uh, and, and, and then that's artificially done. And that's not caught. You can't you can't copyright that because that's not original. You, you actually use something else to do it. So um, you got to be careful when you do. Uh, editing or do writing where you where you're you did you got to be careful you may pay the money to have it copyrighted but it's, it's it can be challenged in court it's kind of like what when we do patents you know there, there's what we call workaround okay so patent workaround uh, is is where you try to find some way to work around a a, a valid patent and then there's a lot of legality uh, litigation going on trying to where the company that owns a patent tries to connect the dots and say, well, you just copied what we did 
And you say, oh, no, I didn't. I changed this. I changed that. And, and it's, a, it's a big legal battle. That's that's the workaround that they do. So uh, AI is the same way. I mean, you're, you're just basically doing a workaround. And uh, and whether you're trying to create your own doctor or doctor, doctorate thesis or or master's thesis or whatever, you know, if you get AI to create it, be careful because, you know, they're going to plagiarize. They're going to go grab out, grab it out there. And then it's going to be then not your content, but but somebody else's. Yeah, The uh, article here talks about that that AI generated painting, if you will, because it's not really paint, right? It's just digital pixels. And, uh, and that's how the image was created. The, a, the copyright office admitted that parts of the image were original works and that he could copyright little pieces of it, but he couldn't copyright the whole image. And I think that's the, right now, that's kind of the wild west we're in. If, if you write something, you, if, if AI generates something for you and there are bits and pieces in there that are your original work, you'd have to, like you said, that the patent office, you'd have to have this big legal battle as to what's original and what's AI generated. Do you, well, that's what, yeah. that's what, a, that's what a patent attorney does. So Rob is a patent attorney goes out and looks and does research and finds out how much of your patent is plagiarized. Meaning how much have you, maybe you, maybe you didn't know, maybe you didn't even think, that there was uh, somebody out there already have done it, but it's still, even if you didn't know about it, even if you were totally unaware and then you tried to patent it, if you had a good patent attorney, he will then, or she will then uh, let you know what areas are plagiarized. Now you can say, well, I didn't, I didn't copy. doesn't matter. Plagiarized means that you're taking something from somebody else and, and, and then calling it your own. That's that's what plagiarizing is, uh, and so and and patent work, uh, which I've done. I've got over twenty patents uh, under my belt, uh, and and so I know what what it takes to create a valid patent, and it's, so it's 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 really interesting. I've, I've I submitted an, an original what I thought was an original circuit to have patented, and my my uh, a patent lawyer came back and says, "Hey, that's, that's already been done." And then he sent me the, the, the copy of it. And I looked at it and I said, oh, man, I do this a little differently over here. And, and he says, well, yeah, but it's not enough different. Yeah, it's not enough. It's not right. enough different. And, you know, with right. the um, many uh, uh, screenplays that I've written and <laughs> a lot of, you know, books and things. And, and one thing that I learned in the world of creating, particularly written material, is that chances are, if I send out a original screenplay to be read and reviewed by a studio or by an executive or an agent or, or whatever, chances are they're going to come back and they're going to say, uh, you know, I've already seen this script. Right. Uh-huh. And, and you go, what do you mean? It's completely original. I go, no, well it's and and uh, my, my wife would call it the hundredth monkey theory that um, that if one monkey learns how to do something, over here um by the time i mean at the same time somebody at the other end of the line is already learning the same thing so it doesn't actually have to reach that that person it and then there's another one where if you come up with a brilliant idea in silicon valley somebody in Sichuan province or something in china has thought of the exact same thing exactly at the same time because of the 
because of the input. Now, that's not always the case. Obviously, people come up with original ideas that are good. It's just a matter of coincidence that the yeah. same stimuli hit somebody else exactly. at exactly the same time. We see that all the time. There are a lot of products that are on the market that are that are very much lookalikes. In other words, they're just they're just copies of each other. Uh, and then it's up to the marketing people to sell it, saying, "Well, ours is a little bit better, a little more reliability, or or you know, a little a little more functionality, or whatever." But be careful because anything that is not ninety to ninety five percent different is going to be challenged. Even if it's 80, 85%, it's going to get challenged because it, it depending again, how, how successful your product is. So, you know, if, if, if your product is not at, at least 95% original, then, then it's, you're, you're most like, you're more likely or most likely to be challenged. So um, anyway, well, this yeah. has been a very good, this has been a good discussion. So yeah. if anybody wants to add to it, if you have questions, if you want to, you know, have us talk about it further, please let us know. It's really cool to talk to you when we get one of these really fiery conversations, because I think there's a lot to be, a lot to be learned out there. Like Ray said, you know, you can join the conversation at toughthingsfirst.com. You can raise your questions with Ray. You can make some comments. You can follow Ray at Twitter, which I guess now is just X. Facebook and LinkedIn. It's a bad habit to break, right? It's a very difficult habit to call, oh, call it Twitter. I know. Facebook. It's kind of like when you back back in the day when Xerox invented the copy machine, we used to call it Xeroxing. And so even though we might be using a Canon or an HP or something, we still call it Xeroxing. Could you Xerox me a copy? It's hard to yep. break that habit. Yeah, yeah, because it becomes synonymous. You know, it's right. just like, hey, everybody knows what you're talking about. Um yeah, anyway, so LinkedIn as well is, is another location where you can find uh, Ray's social media. Toughthingsfirst.com is the place. The book is Tough Things First. Check it out. There's also Zen of Zen 1, 2, and 3. Check out those books. You won't regret it. Thanks, Ray. Thank you, Rob. You've been listening to Tough Things First, candid talk with Silicon Valley's longest-serving CEO, Ray Zinn. Drop by the contact page at toughthingsfirst.com for more about the book, more podcasts, and links to Ray's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages to keep up with Ray Zinn's wisdom daily.